welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. This week on the show, I have comedian Stuart Thompson. Stuart hosts a monthly live late night talk show at the Hollywood Improv Lab called The Late Night Show with Stuart and Luke. Um, you can also check out his website, StuartThompsonComedy.com, and also check him out on Twitter and Instagram at Stuart B, as in boy, Thompson. This week on the show, Stuart and I discuss marching band, and if you stick around once the episode is over, you'll also get to hear a special little unrelated to marching band story by Stuart. Hope you enjoy. You do marching band throughout college? Yeah, so that was um, that was the art artistic thing that I was mm-hmm. doing in college. I started doing stand up in college my second semester, so I was like eighteen going on nineteen. Mm-hmm. This is in March of '09, but I didn't do a whole lot of stand up mm-hmm. overall in college. Like I think the to- the total number of sets I did my first year was maybe ten or twelve. Mm-hmm. It was a very slow start, but I was also like. I, I was learning how to be a student. I was learning how to be a, an adult. I was learning how to be a budding comedian. Right. I was like trying to learn how to see the world as a from, through a comedic lens. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was like, I don't really have a lot of material. So I, I, I took some time to just write, and, and then slowly but surely started going to more and more open mics. Mm-hmm. And then with each successive year, I did more and more shows. And uh, so the big thing that I was doing, the other things I was doing in college, aside from being a student and trying out stand-up comedy was I was in a fraternity and I was in the marching band. Mm -hmm. So my marching band was the university of California marching band. It's the best band in the land. Mm -hmm. Um, and they will tell you that, uh, the, the, did you play an instrument growing up? No, um, I took a few guitar lessons, but no. Okay. So I had played trumpet Mm -hmm. for about eight years before, Going to college, I, mm-hmm. I moved. I moved to this new town in the East Bay, where right before fifth grade, and they said, "Okay, you play an instrument or you sing." That was mm-hmm. the way the school was, and I appreciate that they encourage people in the arts. But like telling a ten year old you either play an instrument or you sing, most of them are going to go to playing an instrument because right. most ten year olds are like, "Being ten is hard enough. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be singing in front of <laughs> the people. most vulnerable thing for a ten year old." <laughs> yeah, and like mo- no ten year old knows what their body is. Mm-hmm. Like you know, girls are becoming women. It's, at 10, some of them, and boys are just, like, perpetually confused and just want to play two-touch football yeah. on the blacktop. And so I picked up the trumpet because I wanted to play the tuba, and my mom said, Honey, it's bigger than you. <laughs> Why don't you try something that is more your size? Something more compact. Yeah, and a trumpet's more affordable. So mm-hmm. we, um, I, and I just didn't stop playing trumpet. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of what it, I, I was not good for, like, <laughs> the first couple of years. And by eighth grade, I started play song, songs that sounded like songs. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, I got more into it. And But, it, you know, it was just fun. I had a, I had a buddy. Mm-hmm. I think if you're going to play a musical instrument through school, you kind of got to have a friend in your, cl- in your band class because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just not going to do it. Yeah. And I had a buddy. I had a buddy that played trumpet. We both started playing trumpet in fifth grade mm-hmm. at the same school, and we did it all through high school. No way. Yeah, my buddy Carlos. That's super cool. Yeah, so... Um, you guys I always it, chairs next to each other? Always, yeah. yeah. If, I think if we didn't have that, if we weren't in the same class, I don't know if we either of us would continue to play trumpet, mm-hmm. playing trumpet. So, so yeah, we, um, and then I, I just played in a pep band in high school, mm-hmm. and then I got into Berkeley, and I decided I was going to go there, so I went to orientation, mm-hmm. and uh, re- if you, if you're a st- if you're an incoming freshman to UC Berkeley and you haven't <laughs> gone to orientation yet, um, one of the things that they do 
is they, you know, there's someone who takes you on a tour. Berkeley tells you all the cool stuff about it, all the stats. And, you know, yeah, they got, Berkeley's got great stats. It's the best public school in, in the world. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so I, and I was happy to go there. But there's, at the end of the tour, they, or of your, like, overnight orientation, they, t- they teach you the time warp dance from uh-huh. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Hey, call call back <laughs> oh. <laughs> to Anna's episode. Oh, really? I yeah. Didn't, I didn't know she talked about Rocky Horror Picture yeah. Picture Show. Uh-huh. So, so I didn't. I'm not very familiar with Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I was like, this this song is dumb, and uh-huh. this dance is dumb, <laughs> and I'm 18, and I cannot think of a more embarrassing thing. But they're trying to get kids out of their shell. Mm-hmm. The the t- poor tour guide's talking to mostly engineers mm-hmm. who are just like can barely talk to anybody. Yeah. So. But then, at the end of the, the tour, you gather in this one lecture hall, and they, they're like, let's all do the time warp. And, and I'm just like, oh, fuck no. <laughs> and, but then, the Straw Hat Band mm-hmm. comes in. What's the Straw Hat Band? I'll explain that in just a second. Okay. So, the, a group of bandsmen wearing straw hats and, you know, uh, tchotchke vests mm-hmm. and ties and, sh- and shorts and sandals comes in, and they start playing the time warp. Uh-huh. And they're like, I don't like the song, but this is a good band. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're marching, and they they march into the the auditorium, and then they march out. They're like, okay. And I saw one of the guys playing saxophone was a kid who went to my high school. Oh no way! He was like three years older than me. I didn't know him that well, but I knew who he was. And I'm like, oh, he's in he's in band. And I was like, okay. Well, if he didn't march in high school and he can do that, mm-hmm. well, I can do that. It's how some people enter comedy. They're yeah. just like, well, I, I, I can do Funnier that. Funnier than that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, I can play, I can march, I, if he can march, so can I. Mm-hmm. So, I, I started, you know, talking to people about joining the band, and, you know, they just make sure you can sight read, and then they teach you how to march. And so, you know, to when you're learning how to march, that we, we would go to Davis mm-hmm. uh, near Sacramento. Yeah. And, because UC Davis doesn't start their, their classes until a month later. Oh, so, all okay. their fields are open. How close is Davis to Berkeley? About an hour and a half. Okay. By, by okay. car, um, it's wicked hot out there in the summer, though. I bet. Yeah, it's it's like where we're at right now, which you know, it's like a hundred degrees and humid too, right? Um, no, but it smells like it smells like cow shit because <laughs> UC is a big ag school. Mm-hmm. Uh, UC Davis is a big ag school, so we're so we're marching in this manure-ridden. Uh, field. I'm, I'm learning how to march, and like it's it's not easy how to march because the way we march is not it, it's it's a high step, mm-hmm. which is kind of the way Ohio State marches. If you're really into marching bands, <laughs> um, which you will be after this episode, you know, God willing. So the so it's a it's a it's a labor intensive athletic march mm-hmm. if if there ever was one. And we're not we're not doing we're not goose stepping, but we're high stepping. Yeah. Um, and it's not like a heel toe kind of thing, which UCLA band does. And it, you know, another thing about uh, being in the Cal Marching Band is that we all we always have things that we say when we talk about rival schools. So if mm-hmm. someone says UCLA, we always say "Eat my shorts." Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. If we say, if someone says USC, we say "sucks." <laughs> and if someone says Stanford, we say we just hiss, uh-huh. which is probably the most barrier thing you can do. <laughs> when you hear about something you don't like is to hiss. Um, so, and we would also always spell Stanford with a U mm-hmm. because that's how it's spelled. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and we would also call it a junior college because it's known as Leland Stanford Junior Co- uh, University. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's named after that guy. Uh-huh. And uh, so we call it a junior college. <laughs> Um, so that, but that's you know that, but that's part of being in a marching band. Part of being in a marching band is this sort of indoctrination into it's a, it's a, it's the most um, it's the it's one of the nerdiest cults you can be a part of. Yeah. Uh, but it's also really fun. Mm-hmm. You know, there you know the marching band parties hard. The mar- my I joined a fraternity and my and the marching band was far frattier than my fraternity could ever mm-hmm. be. Is it was is it mostly. Is it a good mix of men and women? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Uh, not necessarily by section, but overall right. it's 240 men and women. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Yeah, that's huge. The, the trumpet section was 30 people. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, the the the, the sections that ha- that are heard the loudest, like trumpets and trombones and sousaphones and uh, mellophones and baritones, those are, you know... Ba- you know, it's going to be a combination of, depending on the popularity and how loud you're heard, you're going to, the section's going to be bigger mm-hmm. and have more melodic, uh, uh, you know, more melody to play mm-hmm. as opposed to just sort of like, you know, uh, the, the lesser known parts that make up a song, but you don't hear quite as much. So, um, yeah, I, so I, I, I quickly joined this trumpet section and there, and every section has their way of like, Getting people involved, like they don't really, they're not supposed to haze. So they don't really haze, but they they strongly encourage that you be involved. More initiation, than yeah. Hazing. And, and every every section has their thing. Um, some of it I can talk about, which I will, and some of it I uh, will opt not to. Uh, but the, <laughs> um, I don't want to. I don't want to leave stuff out. But it's you know that's uh, you know, some things are just like yeah. Every 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 band and every section has their secrets, and that's kind right. of what makes them interesting, and mm-hmm. that's sort of what bonds those people it's the same thing with a fraternity or sorority yeah it's sacred it's yeah uh, you can call it that i don't know i don't know if it's sacred but i mean but like, it's like to, it, to it's important groups of people yeah yeah it's it's important for for that small pocket yeah of it's like this is our thing and we're gonna hold on to it yeah and so and most most of it starts out as just like you just play you play game you it's, it's like it's like playing a bunch of improv games mm-hmm. and you just you try to you encourage competition and uh but yeah once we the turnaround my first year was so quick because we learned how to march early in the week, and then by the end of the week we were playing in our first game. Oh wow! So as a as a freshman, or as um, we called it in band, uh, a recruit mm-hmm. uh, or a soon to be Newman. Uh, if you're first year, you're called a Newman. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't I don't think the Seinfeld. I, I always asked him if it was a Seinfeld thing, and no one ever confirmed or denied it. <laughs> So new man, new yeah, man. I mean, yeah, man or woman, you're a new man. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, we we were playing. We played our first game like the following Saturday. We were learning how to march like earlier in the week, mm-hmm. and we had to learn three shows. There's a pregame show, there's a, a halftime show, mm-hmm. and there's a postgame show. Now the pregame and the postgame show uh, stays the same uh, throughout the year. Mm-hmm. It changes between you know the next year. But only slightly. Mm-hmm. Halftime shows. We learn a new halftime show for every home game. Mm-hmm. So that overall is in the course of a season like ten, ten or twelve shows. Okay. And when we go play at USC or UCLA or Stanford, we would usually recycle a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we played in a bowl game, like a postseason game, we would usually play. We'd recycle a show. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, so when you're learning a show, that's a you're learning a medley of songs. Mm-hmm. Um, with pregame and postgame shows, it's a medley of fight songs. Mm-hmm. And they're different songs for each, for the pregame and postgame. I mean, the... and But you're also learning how to march at the same time. And ideally, the best way to learn how to march and play is to sort of meld the two together. Mm-hmm. You sort of... You, 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 you attribute the phrasing of the song to your muscle memory of when you're supposed to turn. And, right. the, and, the, and this is all student-run, so st- a group of students in the band create these shows, these marching, you know, these marching formations. Mm-hmm. And they try to make it so it's, it kind of works with the song. So, like, when you complete a phrase, which is, you know, four, or five, you know, four to eight measures, that's a continuity. Mm-hmm. So we're learning how to march, and we're learning how to play, and the first show, you know, could you know, couldn't have been a cooler show to learn for the halftime show. It was the Who. Oh, fun! So, so we so we learned. So what they song? Put, uh, well, it was like it's not what song; it's eight songs. Oh, okay. Like, uh, a halftime show is the same thing. Uh-huh. It's a medley of yeah. five to eight songs. Always from the same band. It depends mm-hmm. on that. So sometimes, so some some of our halftime shows were like the Who, band, ones that are based on a band. It'd be like the Who, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, you could, I mean, I'm sure there was a Queen show at some mm-hmm. point. Um, but we'd also have, like, the Arena Rock show or mm-hmm. the Musical show where we play, like, uh, you know, a song from Greece and a song from Hairspray and mm-hmm. a song from, you know, uh, Avenue Q. Or, and then we'd ha- you know, we also have, like, a Disney show mm-hmm. where we play, you know, we start with, like, The Lion King. And then we, and we end up, we do, like, Under the Sea mm-hmm. and then we, you know, do, like... Um, a whole new world, and you know we try. That's and, awesome. <laughs> yeah, and so and students are creating though the are charting the music as well. They're composing it so that it works as a medley, mm-hmm. and for for all the parts in the band. That's incredible. Yeah, and some shows were, and we have different types of halftime shows. Some of them were just like you know it's about formations, and uh, some of them were like story shows. So that Disney show I mentioned. Mm-hmm. There's a storyline within the show, so the, some of the the people who are in charge of the band would act out parts mm-hmm. of the the show. Like we'd, you know, we'd start out with uh, the Circle of Life. So we we'd bring out someone made a Pride Rock what? that they'd wheel out onto the field. There's all things that students made, by the way. Wow. So is there a director for the marching band? Yes, there is a okay. band director. Uh, his name's Robert Colonico. Uh, He's still there. Yeah, he mm-hmm. is. Um, he's, he was, I, I appreciate, I appreciate a lot of things that, that Bob did as a band director. I mean, like, he was the right amount of involved and distant, Mm -hmm. which not a lot of people are good at. Right. And he's been directing the band for a long time. Mm -hmm. And he was in the band as Mm -hmm. a student. And he teaches a music class on campus, like, uh, um... I forget what it's called, like or, you know, orchestra or something mm-hmm. like that. But he, but yeah, he would, he would direct, and he didn't take shit from people. And when he did certain movements, you, like, if he brought his, you know, he would have his hands out, and, be, and everyone would go oh, and he bring his hands up, and he'd go oh, up, uh-huh. and everyone's instrument was ready to play. And then he would go, he'd be very quick, just downbeat, mm-hmm. and you had to play. Yeah, there was no like one, two, three, four. Uh-huh. It was very rare that he'd count off. Mm-hmm. You, you just knew. Yeah, you just you got to look. Yeah, you got to pay. Attention. And if you don't look, he's gonna yell at you. 
And you learned that in the first week too, right? You learn real quick. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> well, you take your cues from everyone else, and then if you're getting yelled at by this man, you're yeah. like, Yeah. <laughs> He's a nice guy. Yeah. But, like, he, you know, you, it's, that's why the marching band is this weird combination of, like, it's a combination of, like, the Navy and Fiddler on the Roof. Mm-hmm. I've, ha- I've had this, you know, thought for a long time. It's because it's, like, there's a whole aspect of, of like, you, there's orders that you need to follow. Mm-hmm. You, wear, you wear a very specific uh, uniform. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a, we have a pant, blue, dark blue, you know, navy blue pants with overalls, uh, a, a, ja- a navy blue jacket with, an o- with a white overlay, uh, white gloves, black shoes mm-hmm. with spats that are white that go over your shoes. Uh, there's a hat, that, you know, like an admiral's cap, mm-hmm. the white plume. Coolest fucking hat. <laughs> with a you know yeah. with a, li- a little you know a, sh- mm-hmm. a very short cape. And it's all. And it's like wool too, right? It's wool. It's a wool polyester blend. So does our fir- not breathe. Yeah, our first show was at the end of August. Oh god. Yeah. In, in, our first ha- our first game was always early you know early September late August. Mm-hmm. And you know you're sweating buckets. Yeah. It's a small. It's you're in a small conventional oven like mm-hmm. conventional oven, and. You can you know, you can take off certain things once you're in the stands. Like you can take off your gloves mm-hmm. and you can undo your top button on your jacket. But like you got to stay in uniform. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. It's just yeah, you know, like I said, it's a weird it's a weird cult. Mm-hmm. But but we're playing you. Know, but yeah, we play all. I was talking about story shows. So yeah, we're 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 marching around, but we're marching. We have a pride rock. Mm-hmm. And our our drum major comes out as we start playing mm-hmm. Circle of Life. Does that like he's coming out as Rafiki? So he's moving kind of like Rafiki would, <laughs> and he's given like a teddy bear while everyone else is marching out in the field, like the animals do towards Pride Rock. Yeah. So it's a whole conceptual thing. I I I it makes me like it t- it tears up if I watch it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like because you know all of our shows are on YouTube mm-hmm. and. I'll have you to know, check it out. Yeah, it's great. I mean, if you're if you want to look it up, just it's Cal. You know, look up Cal Band and insert a year. Mm-hmm. So for that year, it's Cal Band 2008. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but we're go- but we're marching out and and then you know as the sh- that that circle of life song builds, you know, our drum major is mo- making his way up this pride rock formation, and he does the whole thing with this teddy bear mm-hmm. as the Simba. And as that, you know, it's like the circle of life, and we're just like, bomb! It's a, it's a, uh-huh. it's a, it's a lot of noise. And the guy, you know, the our drum major is putting up the bear. You can hear the student section go wild because mm-hmm. it's nostalgia on you know DefCon Five. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and uh, and then we, you know, but we'll play like a piece of that song, mm-hmm. and then we'll go into, you know, um, you know, I, I just can't wait to be king or mm-hmm. something like that, and then we'll go into you know. Uh, never had a friend like me. Yeah, from Aladdin. And All these so, crowd places. Yeah, and so yeah, and so we we would make as we're doing these songs, we're making formations that make sense for the show. So mm-hmm. by the end of Friend of Like Me, you can see we've made a genie's lamp. Oh my It looks gosh. like a genie's lamp. The kids did all this. I mean, they're eighteen. Year, eighteen. Right, right. 18 they're not. Yeah, they're not children. Kids, yeah. But it's just it's just amazing that they there's that level of organization. Mm-hmm. Engineers did this. Engineers yeah. who have work to do. Mm-hmm. Microbiology majors did this. Yeah. Uh, architecture majors did this. English majors did this. All kinds of people did this and mm-hmm. do this every year. And it's not like a big group of people that, ma- that chart these shows. The people who chart the marching and, and the music, each group, mm-hmm. it's like six or seven people. Wow. It's not a lot. And, they, and you can't have a huge group, but like, yeah, it's, they chart the shows. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, but those are the biggest crowds I'll ever play for because mm-hmm. Memorial Stadium at UC- at Berkeley. When I played in it, this is before they retrofitted the stadium my senior year, there was 72,000 people. Co- at, completely sold out full. Uh-huh. Wow. And now it's about like 66. Mm-hmm. But like, that's still... It's still enormous. Yeah, it's, it's insanity. Yeah. Um, so you're playing these shows, you know, for students, for alumni, for the opposing fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, a lot of people come to the football games to see the Cal Band. Because mm-hmm. Cal football's... Not it's not yeah. great. It's and it hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. It was a brief moment when Jared Goff was playing, and a brief pl- period when I was there when Javid Best was there, and he and, and there was a brief period right before I got there where Cal was briefly ranked number one and then quickly sh- plummeted down. <laughs> but like they were number one for like two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what I what I love about that is you know it. You know, a lot of stand-up shows are never going to be like that. Mm-hmm. Stand-up's different. Stand-up's difficult for a lot of reasons, but like the adrenaline of making sure you perform with a group mm-hmm. effectively, and you march your continuity, and you march it well with appropriate like posture mm-hmm. and appropriate musical quality. Because learning how to march and play is not easy. Um, learning how to do all those things is very critical performance training. Mm-hmm. Learning how to spill out of a tunnel while a cannon is fired. Yeah. They have a cannon <laughs> that they fire off. <laughs> or they call it a bomb. Yeah. Uh, which is not a great thing to call it a big public event. But the, but this thing goes off as we're spilling out of the, front, the, the North Tunnel to do our pregame shows. Mm-hmm. And you gotta sort of run out and not trip over anybody. Trip over yourself. I've seen people fall. It's a nightmare. Oh God! I but bet. like, yeah. But you gotta you gotta figure out how to. S- but everyone is so afraid of failing that everyone comes together to make a good show. Mm-hmm. I don't know if fear is the best way, motivator, but it was a motivator. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to be that that one link of the the whole chain that's gonna fuck everything up. Because that mm-hmm. you, if you're not all in formation, you're gonna notice the one person that's not in sync with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and so, yeah, you just le- you learn how to be part of part of a group, mm-hmm. which you know, which stand up, you know, is not really good training for stand up, but mm-hmm. like that, it's a powerful thing because people people genuinely love the Cal Band. Mm-hmm. They they come see us perform when we perform. We do we will we'll preview our halftime show mm-hmm. on the main plaza, Sprawl Plaza, in. Um, like the Friday before a home game, and we'll do this thing where we at noon. It's a noon concert, mm-hmm. so if you got class, you you know try to show up for it, or or you just you know <laughs> sometimes people just skip class. But the but you show up for the noon concert, and that you know people start getting gathering around because they know something's about to happen, and then the drums start playing because the drum cadence is kind of what gets everything going, mm-hmm. and you do, we run up these steps from the lower plaza to the upper plaza. And you just we get we get together and we start playing a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and people just love it. Like I've had people come up to me and to other members of the band and be like, "Listen, I love you guys. Aww. My parents love you guys. My kids love you guys." That's so cool. And I've I've never been part of a group that has been loved unconditionally by so many generations of people. Because mm-hmm. the bands. 
however, however the football team may be, or the basketball team, or the volleyball team, or whatever other things we we play at, the band's always good. Mm-hmm. And the band's been around for over. I think next year it'll be 150 years. Wow. Maybe, maybe it, it, it's, it's, it's so some, sometime soon that. it'll be 150 years because Cal was founded, UC Berkeley was founded in 1868. Uh-huh. So next year will be UC Berkeley's 150th. Right. So And, and the band came soon after. Mm-hmm. And it used to be just like a Marine Corps band. Wow. Ten, ten piece, maybe maybe larger Marine Corps band. And just slowly grew. Mm-hmm. Um, got to go to the Rose Bowl once back in the 50s. Never again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, that's up to the football program. Yeah, exactly. But the problem is, like, Cal's, Cal's good at other things. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know we, have, we have Olympic swimmers and soccer play, you know, national soccer players mm-hmm. and the best rugby team ever. What was your major? Uh, I studied linguistics. Okay. Yeah, and you know, Cal's most of Cal's programs academically are incredible. Yeah, engineering. It's a number, It's one of the number one, one of the best research institutions and best graduate programs and undergrad programs. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, one of the best business schools, one of the best engineering programs, one of the best law schools. Uh, and you know, even even small. You, I, I don't want to call it a boutique major, but a, a major that not a lot of people would think about, linguistics, mm-hmm. is also great. You, so I, um, I was really glad to be there, and I, I'm glad to have had the trumpet section. I'm glad you know, we got to do all kinds of cool things. I got mm-hmm. to travel being in the band, you know, go, to, go to other schools and, and play. Mm-hmm. We, the, the band doesn't get... The band gets asked to play at all kinds of things. Did you ever get to leave the country with the band? No, I don't. There was a there was a story of the band playing in like Sweden mm-hmm. years ago, um, but that was far before my time. Yeah, um, probably kind of a difficult thing to transfer all those kids and their instruments. Yeah, but we do. Yeah, they they do. The band does cool things where they they come up with gear that you can use for like lounging around, like. They have they make T-shirts and you know sweatpants and sweatshirts. So you know if you want to get stuff like that, you can have lounge around gear, which is sometimes good to travel in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I still have one band shirt, but I think it was a trumpet section. Oh, shirt. okay. Um, and uh, every section would make a shirt every mm-hmm. year, and everyone would compete to have the best shirts. I was gonna ask, like, was it kind of competitive between the different sections? Yeah, yeah, all the time. Uh, and, and sometimes sections would meet up and play. To, like we'd have. Uh, trumpet piccolo twister uh-huh. night, or we'd have you know there'd be a bones phones bonding, which is trombones and sax and also saxophones. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sure tenors could also play in that too. But like the uh, there'd be a you know you know clarinets were called nets and mm-hmm. uh, piccolos were called picks, and there was uh, baritones and mellophones and uh, basses, which are the sousaphones and. Um, Were drums just called rums? No. Uh, <laughs> How gross would that be, though? I think, I think it was called percussion. Okay, yeah. Maybe snare, uh, quads, and uh, bass drums and mm. cymbals. Okay. And uh, also, uh, there'd always, there'd always be one or two um, uh, glockenspiels, mm. mm-hmm. like an upright glockenspiel. Yeah. So you're just like you're just playing with it. There's the the there's a rod in your hip, and you're just like you're playing a glockenspiel that's just upright. 
Um, there's a whole there's a whole thing. I feel like I'm missing. I'm gliding up over all these different details that are probably you know could be interesting for your audience. Were the, there any like true rivalries between any sections? Like I don't know. Um, there was a, at the beginning of the year when we were learning to march. So when we do our pre our pregame show, mm-hmm. when we spill out of the North Tunnel, we basically create this big wedge. And at, it's, so the first part of it is the initial wedge, and then we march our way down the field for uh, sixteen measures. Mm-hmm. It's like the first big bit of the song, which is Big C, um, and that's that's the, the fight song goes. So um, so as we're make so at the tip of that wedge is the point, mm-hmm. and the point is almost always a alto saxophone or a tenor saxophone. And there was always a rivalry between altos and tenors about uh, who would be the point. Mm -hmm. And they would try out to be the point. And the reason why the point is so special is because the point, so when you're marching, the way we march is we we take, every five yards we take eight steps, which is a very specific pattern. Mm -hmm. But you're, Essentially, you know, the amount of, so that means every two steps is a yard and a quarter, which means every one step is three, um, five-eighths of a yard. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but that's a very specific thing. And you need to have, eventually you need to, you need to, you get the muscle memory and you have, you know, as close to perfect step as you can. Mm -hmm. But the point is asked to play in such a way where their, their, their head and their eyes are facing upward. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're rather than they're, forward, right? So their instrument is straight up in the air. Uh-huh. So if you're a saxophone player, your reed, it, the reed that's in your mouth, is pointing towards the sky. Yeah, and you're holding your, you're holding your your uh, your horn towards the sky, and you're supposed to march for sixty four steps without looking at the ground. Wow. And when you're marching <laughs> facing forward, you can kind of you can use your periphery to look yeah. at the ground. You're supposed to keep your head up to a degree, but the the point is asked to look at the to look up, mm-hmm. and that's kind of one of the cool things about it. Mm-hmm. Is that specific to the Cal marching band, or do other marching bands do that too? I, I don't know if other marching bands do a do a wedge like we do, but. Mm-hmm. The, uh, but the point is that different, different bands have different cool things oh, okay. that they do. Like, and at Ohio State, I, I mentioned them because they do a similar marching style. They they have a big thing where, it, for a sousaphone player, mm-hmm. is to dot the I in Ohio when they spell out a script Ohio. Um, you know, there at there's a point where the the, the cool marching thing with. Uh, tuba or sousaphone players—they do the strut, so they're 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 marching, but their legs are straight, mm-hmm. and they're supposed. To, and you're holding this big tuba, but you're supposed to like have a really strong core, and you strut. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and so, if you look at if you look at a YouTube video of dotting the I mm-hmm. in script Ohio, that you can see it. It's it's pretty it's pretty cool. I'll have to look at that. But like the point is not as much highlight because you're usually just seeing the whole. The whole uh, band move as a wedge, but mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. And um, the our our tuba players, our our bass players do strut, but they they strut when they're we're making our script cal. Mm-hmm. So like if you if you live in California, you've seen a cali, uh, yeah, <laughs> like a script cali uh, tank top or hat. 
uh, just take off that eye, and uh, you got script cow. Mm-hmm. So we make that, and uh, there is a when we when we do it when we when we finally make our script script cow, like the the bass players, they 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 strut around the goalpost and then make their way back, and they make up the the tail end of the 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 L. Mm-hmm. So because as as you finish the curly cue of the L, it, it underlines the whole thing. Yeah. And the person who's at the top of the C, who's usually the band secretary, um, will do this thing. We do like a ripple bow. So basically one person bows and the other person bows right after. And so it makes this ripple effect. And it looks kind of cool because you see the blue of our hats and then you see the the gold of our capes. Mm -hmm. So it goes from blue to gold. Almost like dominoes falling over. Yeah, it does. So in that person, once we finish making the script cow... That person's jumping up, and you're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like really excited, and then they do they do a quick ripple bow, and then we all do it. That's super cool. Uh huh. I can't yeah. wait to watch these videos and see like actually what you're talking about because I have an idea in my head, but seeing is yeah. completely different. Yeah, and we're doing it while people are like screaming onto the field, and we're trying we're trying to hear, mm-hmm. you know, for stuff that's happening because sometimes you have to hear for the whistle of the the drum major because mm-hmm. that person's leading the band. And the drum major looks like any drum major. They got like the big beaver hat, and they, you know, they look like a beef eater that marches. Yeah. So that you know, there's all these there's all these little idiosyncrasies, and you know, there, there's cool stuff in the you know in the you know in each section. I can really only speak for the trumpet section, but we would you know one of their initiation things is you know we would have like a um, if you're thinking about joining the trumpet section in the cow band, then maybe this is the time for you to skip over. But like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you're, if you just, you know, I, I, this, this, this is a fun thing. We would, we would do a singing sectional. Mm-hmm. They'd say, all right, trumpets come in. We're going to do a singing section. We're going to practice singing these songs. We're going to get these words right. Because there's a lot of songs that we have to sing. Okay. Like when we go do smaller events mm-hmm. or like when we go eat as a trumpet section, mm-hmm. we would, we would get together and we'd sing a song. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a song called All Hail. Okay. Um, and we would, we, because there's... Guys and girls in the, in the trumpet section, we would have enough parts. We'd have sopranos and uh, altos and tenors and basses. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would have like the whole. Uh, we we could harmonize well, and so we'd sing as a thank you to the restaurant for having our loud, obnoxious selves uh-huh. eat at a you know uh, you know Barney's Burgers or whatever. So the singing section, we'd come into the band rehearsal hall and we we practice these songs, and then they'd say, "Okay, Newman." Uh, you're going to practice singing these songs without looking at the words. So they, and we're going to blindfold you. So they blindfold us, and then as we're singing, they just start leading us out of the band rehearsal mm-hmm. hall while we're blindfolded. And so, and then we would get into the parking lot next to the band rehearsal hall, and they'd get us into cars. Mm-hmm. And my driver, uh, Stacy, said, um, all right, Newman, we're going to Mexico. <laughs> and I'm like, this seems weird. <laughs> And I, I'm like a naive 18-year-old, so I'm just like, all right, well, whatever you want to do, I guess. Yeah. I'm <laughs> um, just trying to hang. This and is what I signed up for. So then, but you know, the car ride sort of twists and turns, and then about 20 minutes later, uh, we get out of the car, and I hear that we're going into into a building where a bunch of people are hanging out, and you can hear glasses clanging. So maybe it's a bar, maybe it's a, a restaurant. And then I'm sat at a table, and then my eyes open up, and there is a... Giant, a, a huge three scoop ice cream sundae in front of me. That's so cool. <laughs> so where we are mm-hmm. is Fenton's Creamery. Oh, okay. Which is a, a, a famous uh, ice cream place in Oakland. Mm-hmm. 
if you watch the movie Up, mm-hmm. you seen Up? Yeah. So the the ice cream place where they end up at the end of the movie. Oh, that's Fenton's. Oh no way. Yeah, Pete Doctor, uh, the director, uh, lives in my hometown of Pete, oh, California. Okay. And the boy Russell, who the the Boy Scouts named after, mm-hmm. was a kid who went to my went to school with my brother. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. What a weird coincidence. I guess yeah. connection, really. Well, P- well, Pixar's right up there. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of pe- a lot of people live in Berkeley and Piedmont, and Oakland. Mm-hmm. So, um, so anyway, Fenton's is where they end up, and that's where we ended up. Yeah. So we are so we're in Fenton's, and Fenton's has a thing called the Fenton's Challenge. Mm-hmm. Where you're given a, uh, it's it's basically three pounds of ice cream, so a b- pound scoop of vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry, mm-hmm. and it's over a banana split with strawberry and pineapple uh, drizzle mm-hmm. and some almonds and a maraschino cherry. Mm-hmm. And the challenge is, at the time at least, was you need to be able to eat this in 15 minutes. And if you can eat it all, you get a free T-shirt. <laughs> It's you know it's one it's one, you know one of those man versus food kind of right right horseshit things <laughs> where but, you're not in actually enjoying the ice cream no not even kind of yeah so you're <laughs> so now there were eight Newman uh, four guys four girls and it was like all right Newman eat this ice cream and it's, and you don't have to uh-huh. again they don't want to haze but you're strongly encouraged to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mentioned that I mentioned that mostly because some marching bands have gotten into trouble for hazing thing situations. Right, right. I think Wisconsin got into trouble when I was in school, and I think Stanford's band got into trouble because they're Stanford's band. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah, they're. I'll talk about that in just a second because yeah. their their band is far different, ideologically different from ours. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm I'm going to town on this Sunday, and I managed to. I managed to eat it all, but I think I, f- I threw it. I threw a lot of it up. Maybe ten minutes later. Oh God! Did um, you get an ice cream headache? I don't know if I got an ice cream headache, but I. I it was. I don't want to get graphic, but it wasn't that different coming out. Oh okay. As it was going in. It was still cold. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yep, still cold. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that it was. You know, it's just one of those. Did you make it to the bathroom? I made it to the bathroom. Okay, good. I was just like, oh, I don't feel great. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem was I had I had had if they told us like, hey, we're gonna have food at your singing section, I just didn't let on what it was. I wouldn't have eaten before, mm-hmm. but I ate before the the sectional because mm-hmm. it was around dinner time. Yeah, you didn't know. No, and uh, it was like having two dinners. <laughs> so yeah, I so that, that's one of the things that <laughs> that we would do as a section. We would also do you know things like that trumpet mm-hmm. uh, trump pick. Twister, um, or we, you know, you know, we we do a lot of stuff hanging together, and you know, as a whole band, we would ha- we would always have a party. Mm-hmm. The, the band had a house. Oh, okay. Forty four people lived in a house mm-hmm. on the north side of campus. It was called Tellison Hall, T H, as we would uh, call it, and um, the band house uh, is crazy. I, my girlfriend in college was. In the trumpet section for two years, and in the mellophone section for two years. Mellophone's a marching French horn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it sounds it sounds like a French horn. It's just shaped like a trumpet mm-hmm. with a bigger bow. And um, so um, my girlfriend lived in Tellefsen Hall, so I spent a lot of time there. They had a, they had a cook who would cook lunch and dinner nice. for people who lived there. And if you wanted to be a, a social member, 
meaning you didn't live there, but you wanted to have, enjoy some nice meals, you could do that. Uh, so I did that sometimes. And um, they made great food. Always had a vegetarian option. Um, or you know, if you needed a you know something that what you know lactose intolerant whatever, mm-hmm. and a would, professional chef hired by yeah hired by the hired by the the house, um, but like forty four people live there. It's a three story building mm-hmm. plus a basement. Yeah, it's and like a mini restaurant almost. Kind of, and we would have and we would have the most insane parties there yeah. after home games. So we've been so think of a home game Saturday. Mm-hmm. We've been, a lot of us have been up since. Six in the morning because Cal wasn't good at football, so that means our game was at noon. Yeah, and that means we. So that means we've been up since five thirty or six, playing music mm-hmm. through four p.m. And if you did the break off thing, was which is where members would a group of members like one on a part would be like not the band but mm-hmm. the band, and they play at fraternities and they play after the game to entertain you know the bars and fraternities on campus. So some people have been playing music for 12 hours, mm-hmm. being up, <laughs> and then we'd party until all hours of the night. Could you imagine doing that today? Not, I, I, I cannot, I cannot envision it. No. Like, I mean, I've been, I've been on set all day, but like, that's a lot of hurry up and do nothing. Yeah. And you're also like, shaded, and, or you're in a, a warehouse, you know, waiting to go act for, you know. A grand total of fifteen minutes. Yeah, not a ton of physical labor. <laughs> no, you're mostly, mostly just playing games on your phone. Yeah, this is like you're marching. We we would do a march. We would do a march up from. So we do that 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 sprawl concert that we do on Fridays. We'd also do it on Saturdays. We so we do our we practice in the stadium on Saturdays before the game. Mm-hmm. So at like six in the morning, and then around ten we'd have lunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we'd we'd run up and do our sprawl concert again on Saturday. We'd get re- and then we right from there we'd get in our marching formation. We'd march up as a group mm-hmm. up to the stadium. We'd have all these songs that we sang, cadences, that, you know, things we would do dancing to the drum cadence. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are like the pre-show rituals. It's a, it's a whole ritual. Mm-hmm. It, it's and it's the same, and it's been the same mm-hmm. for years. It doesn't change much. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the dances and the cadences might change a little bit, but it's a lot of it's the same. It's the same fight songs. Mm-hmm. Right as we pass by a lot of the engineering buildings, we sing this song about the Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not, not a song from the movie Titanic. No, a we're not singing My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> we're singing a song about the Titanic. Right. So, so, like, a trombone player would give a, a tuning note. So everyone's like, oh, they built the ship Titanic to sail the ocean blue. And it's a whole song. Mm-hmm. There's so many verses, and you have to just know them. Yeah. The, the, closest, thing, the closest thing I can you connect that to just like where you're just supposed to know things. Mm-hmm. You just got to learn it on the fly. It's kind of like when I started working at the comedy store mm-hmm. where you're just like, I've been doing comedy for like two and a half years at the time, and they're just like, you just need to know who all these comedians are. Right. Ones who are famous, and a lot of ones who aren't famous, mm-hmm. but are here. Yeah. And you need to know who they are, because it makes your job easier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because you don't want to, you can, if you confuse a comic for an audience member, they're always like, oh, but I've been here forever. Yeah. So, yeah, we just, you know, so we have our march up, and we, we get into the stadium, and then we're in the, then the tunnel, and we go and do our pregame show. We get in the stands. We play some songs. 
<coughs> excuse me. And then we go do our halftime show, and we you play, go back in the stands, play some more songs. And we go to our post-game show, and it's a little different depending on whether we lose or we win. But play different songs. And we march out, and we march back down. To the, and then after that, you're free. Yeah. But then, but then there's a party later. Come by at 10. Yeah. For the party. And just wild. Yeah. And you can't go to sleep because you've just been up and you're just a zombie. Yeah. And you've been, it's been so much adrenaline. Yeah, you're, you're still buzzing from the yeah, performing. You just, yeah, you just kind of want to eat and, mm-hmm. you know, refuel so that when you drink you don't, you know, black out immediately. Mm-hmm. And, and then you go, to, go party. So, yeah. And then since my girlfriend lived in Telfson Hall where the party was in TH, we would, you know, we'd, we'd party for a little bit and then we'd, and go into a room and just like go to bed. Mm-hmm. It was it was nice. It was a nice life. Yeah. It was very exciting. Every fall was just it was just full of that. And for all were you were you at school for four years? I was at school for three and a half, mm-hmm. uh, but I was there for all four falls. Mm-hmm. So, but my senior year we played. They were retrofitting our stadium. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Because it wasn't earthquake safe, and that stadium's like right on the Hayward Fault. Uh, so we played in AT and T Park. Okay. Well, that's fun. Yeah, where the San Francisco Giants play. So we had to adjust our traditions Mm -hmm. to fit being in San Francisco. So we'd have to... So what we'd do is we'd we'd practice. We'd still do our morning practice in Berkeley, but then we'd have to take buses Mm -hmm. into the city. And there's traditions when we're on the bus. Yeah. You know, I was telling my girlfriend about this one, which is just kind of a a silly one. (laughs) So when I would, when we would get on a bus, we'd be on a bus, and we're just trying to make, we're just trying to pass the time because mm-hmm. otherwise it's boring to be on a bus. So when we get on the freeway, when we get on the when we be on the on ramp, we'd get we'd ask an, uh, a Newman to, or whoever the one of the youngest members is, be like, "Hey Newman, what is this? Newman, what is this?" And the proper response is, "This is an on ramp." Uh-huh. And we'd all say, on ramp, on ramp, 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 ramp. It sounds dumb. I'm, I, I, I'm aware to anyone who's listening, this is dumb. <laughs> but this is how... This is what you do. This is how 18 yeah. to 22-year-olds pass the time yeah. on a bus when they have to be in wool polyester blend mm-hmm. uniforms. It when seemed, they could be just chilling on a Saturday. Yeah, exactly. They could be getting drunk at or 11 a.m. Or anything. Yeah. <laughs> they could be doing anything else. Yeah. But we've committed to this crazy group of people. Yeah. And then the Newman's supposed to just, you know, shift gears like the buses, uh-huh. <laughs> the bus drivers. And then they'd mime it. And so, so, and we'd, we'd follow along with, so they change gears. It's stupid, but it's mm-hmm. funny. It's just funny because we're in, we're in like a fever dream all, all Saturday. Yeah. And, and the, you know, we'd, and we'd say, hey, what's the bus driver's name? Yeah, and the, it's like the Newman's like, "Hey, man, what's your name?" And it's like Daryl. It's like, let's all say hello to the bus driver, or let's all say hello to Daryl. Uh-huh. Hello, asshole. <laughs> Were the bus drivers cool with that? Well, then we would say, "Let's all say hello to the asshole." Uh-huh. Hello, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, like, it would kind of undo itself. Yeah, yeah. They knew it was just a joke. Yeah, I mean, they knew they were. We, I don't know how much they would get prepped. Uh huh. But we would get on buses all the time because sometimes we were going to football games. Sometimes we were going to a wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, weddings? Really? Yeah, we'd play weddings. That's super cool. Yeah, because some people went to Cal and they were like, we fucking mm. love the Cal band. Makes sense. Let's have them play at our wedding. 
So we'd play at weddings. We played at funerals. Oh, wow. I, I, I played music from, <laughs> from, like, Cal Fight songs at the funeral for the founder of Gap. Did he go to, to Cal? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then he died. <laughs> oh, my God. Some other stuff happened in between, but he, <laughs> he went to Cal, he died, and then we, his funeral's on, like, the San Francisco Pier. That's incredible. So we, we marched and played music in front of, like, a bunch of people. And, like, and, and like fight song and, like, marching band music is not really somber. Mm-hmm. We played a, we have a couple somber songs. Yeah. But, yeah, we, would, we played all kinds of things. I remember playing at a... The most... The, cra- the craziest events that we would play at were always during the week of Big Game, which is the big game against Stanford. So we, we would be playing music the whole week mm-hmm. at, at events because there's all these things that are happening that are Cal-Stanford rivalry stuff. So... We played at a, um, what, I remember playing at a, an alumni event, but it was for the class of like 1936 mm-hmm. or something like that. So at the time, they were like 95-year-old people, and they were in just like a small room. There's only like 12 of them that could make it. Yeah. <laughs> but they're there. Yeah. And they all look, they look dead. Yeah. <laughs> they don't look like they're there. <laughs> But they're just in a room and it's like, are we supposed to play music for these fucks? Yeah, what if they die? Yeah, it's like, what if, what if it scares them? What if they get a heart attack? <laughs> but, but they're all like, they all have hearing aids. They'll just turn them down if it really fucks with them. And, but I remember seeing, we have a song that we play when we come to march in on those kinds of things called Fight for California. This is when we're in the straw hat oh, okay. uniform, by the way. Mm-hmm. So when we're not playing at football games, we're always wearing a straw hat. Mm-hmm. So straw hat, uh, bedazzled vest. Uh, white button-down shirt, cal tie, jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it. So, so we we march in mm-hmm. in our straw hats and everything. And when we, that first little run on Fight for California before we start marching is ba 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 da da. And I'm lucky because I play the trumpet. That's the thing that we get to play. Mm-hmm. No one else gets to play that. That's super cool. Yeah. So when I hear when one there was an old lady she must have been like almost a hundred mm-hmm. when, when she heard when she heard that ba 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 da 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 ba na I watched her eyes light up. Mm-hmm. She was alive again. Yeah. Like, like that our music was like the Frankenstein lightning mm-hmm. to her. You know. You know, old and you know. It seemed like she didn't really have much of much going on. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Why am I here?" Yeah. And then she hears that music. It's like, "Oh my god, I'm, I'm back in college again." Mm-hmm. So we got, we got to have some cool moments like that. Just giving people, giving people joy through music in a simultaneously G-rated and R-rated. Yeah. Because you know we would you know we'd be presentable for the kids, mm-hmm. but. When we were partying on our own, we'd just be awful to each other. Yeah. We'd have, you know, we'd have, we'd, you know, we'd make fun of each other and a lot of, a lot of razzing and a lot of roasting and in a very collegiate way. Mm-hmm. Because these are some of the smartest people in the, in the country. Right. <laughs> these people are, these people are going to, you know, be, these people are going to do all kinds of amazing things. Mm-hmm. And... Just to watch them be just like foul <laughs> to their fellow men and women, it's it's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. You see a person at their, you know, for lack of better words, best and worst. 
Yeah, because we spent a lot of time around each other, especially during the fall. During mm-hmm. the spring, you didn't really have a lot of marching band duties. Mm-hmm. You could do as much or as little as you wanted. Yeah. There were games to, there were things to play. Um, there were events to do. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have to do any of them. And I kind of would check out in the spring mm-hmm. a lot. I'd play a little bit here and there, but I was busy. Yeah. I, had a, I was learning how to be a comedian. I was learning how to, I was, be, I was trying to be more involved with my fraternity. And so I would take the spring to devote more time to that. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I was, I was very much in the marching band. I was very much, I had, I had a little bit of distance from it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I do see some people from, I saw two people that I was in marching band with like two days ago on oh, the 4th. No or three days ago on the 4th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was, you know, I was doing Postmates deliveries mm-hmm. and, I saw pe- and I saw people. And, and it was just like, oh, it's you. Yeah. Because sometimes you don't know people too well because mm-hmm. it's a big group of people. But it's like, it's that, it's the same thing as when I see people who are other comedians. It's like, it's a, you share a road story mm-hmm. with someone, a, a, a war story. Uh, you're like, you're like two veterans. Yeah. doesn't really ever feel like you, like the distance wasn't there. It's easy to just kind of pick up with that person again. Is that how you uh, felt? To a degree, yeah. Yeah. There's a shared, there's a shared history. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I don't go back and do a lot of like marching band alumni events because mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't live near Berkeley right now. Right. But I, my first year out of school, I because I was still seeing my girlfriend from college who was in band. We would go up a couple times during the fall because they would have alumni. Alumni would work as field assistants mm-hmm. and help the band out and like basically just bring them snacks during the game. Because we need we needed snacks to refuel, mm-hmm. um, so we bring snacks and uh, get to watch the uh, football game for free as alums. That's fun. Uh, so we did that a couple times. My first fall out of school, mm-hmm. but I had already been out of school for a f- almost a full year, so I was starting. To, I was starting to feel the transition of being in LA, and I was kind of fully into being a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, was that your last time going up there to see the band play? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I, I I think about going back up just to say hi to people, but it's hard. Yeah. It's really hard because I, 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 I go back and forth on how to be nostalgic because mm-hmm. nostalgia runs rampant with our age. Oh, yeah. Um, our age group, you know, people... People in your mid twenties settle down on the nostalgia. <laughs> I mean, like, and I mean, I mean, you're also justified. Mm-hmm. That's a, I, I'm I'm very mixed. I have very mixed feelings about mm-hmm. it because I love, I love the Cal Band. With, with every fiber of my being, it is it is the best damn band in the land, mm-hmm. and and no matter who's in it, and it's going to be a little different depending on who's in it. But those four seasons of football were so much fun. It was intense, mm-hmm. but it was really fun. I didn't, and I don't. And if you had asked me before I went to college, would I ever do something like that? I'd be like, "Fuck no, no way." But I'm so glad I did. Yeah, you'd do it again. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Once is enough. Yeah, but. You know, when I watch those, when I watch the, the, sometimes if 
I'll, I'll watch the shows we did. Mm-hmm. I'll sometimes even see what if, if there's a new show out. But the new shows are never as exciting to me as the ones that that I got to be a part of. Right. Yeah. And there was and there was and there were shows that I didn't get to be a part of that happened before my time that were incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, a very famous one is the video game show. Mm-hmm. If you look up Calban video game show, it, it went viral my senior year of high school because they it was like they did it started out with they had their mar- the marching continuity made it look like a pong mm-hmm. board. Oh no way. And so there was a there was a per- there was a ball which is several marchers mm-hmm. moving back and forth. Maybe it only been one, but they, they were playing. It was a game of pong, mm-hmm. and then there was like Legend of Zelda and Super Mario Brothers. It was, and so everyone was just like losing their mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my god, they're playing my childhood. So, and that's a lot of what those halftime shows were. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to be a part of you know any somewhere in the neighborhood of thirty or forty incredible shows. Mm-hmm. And I got to play at a lot of cool events, and I um, I got to play with my with all the other trumpet players from the top of the the bell tower, mm-hmm. which is the campanile, at a it's it's a th- over three hundred foot bell tower, and uh, r- during big game week we would n- near the beginning we'd play we'd play a bunch of our fight songs from the bell tower, and you can mm-hmm. because we're all, there's thirty trumpet players. From that distance up, you can hear us all over Berkeley mm-hmm. in that Wednesday afternoon before the big game. You can they like you can hear us from campus, but also as far down as like Sacramento Street, which mm-hmm. is about a mile and a half, maybe two miles down. Yeah, which is insanity. So it's like you know I had to be a part of something where my my voice or my my ability could be heard for miles around. Yeah. And so I, I I wouldn't trade that for anything. I I, I wish I I wish I got better grades <laughs> in college, but I, you know, I'm a comedian now, so no one cares. Yeah. It's uh, I, I I have trouble I have trouble talking about it as a as a comedian on stage because I don't think a lot of people get it, mm-hmm. and I don't know if people will. Um. I think I think I will figure out a way to talk about it. I think maybe, you will. And maybe it'll be if I write a book, it'll be a big part of my book. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, it, it was a it was a very special time for me. Yeah. And um, I wish I saw some of those band people more often, but mm-hmm. they're all living their own lives and they're scattered about the world. Yeah. And but that's incredible. Yeah. Thank you. That you're connected to that many people in this world. Yeah, and alumni do come back and do cool stuff. My hope. My hope is to become like a big late night talk show host and you know take a do a remote segment where I get to be the marching mm-hmm. the the drum major for a day. Oh hell so, yeah! Because yeah. <laughs> um, I'm rooting I, for you reaching that goal. Yeah, and I've seen I've seen marching bands come in onto talk shows and they'll get the USC band or the mm-hmm. UCLA band because they live locally and the they'll like they'll because the talk show films in mm-hmm. you know LA and. Um, those bands both suck. <laughs> My friend was in the drum line for USC. But yeah. he's he's good. I, I don't know. I'm sure he's a great drummer, but yeah. that band is horrible. Interesting. I like I don't I don't individually, I'm sure all those people are lovely. Mm-hmm. As a group, they are despicable. Interesting. <laughs> you and you and and I would I'm sure I would have a better feeling towards them if if USC fans were better people, mm-hmm. but most of them are garbage. The, the ones oh, yeah. that the ones that show up to games, 
The ones that just put a bumper sticker on their car and watch watch on TV. I'm sure. Yeah, again, I'm sure they're nice. And USC offers a lot of great artistic opportunities for people, mm-hmm. but their football fans are garbage people. And I will say that on record. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Um, you know, because the USC fans when we would when we would come, they'd throw stuff at us. What? Yeah, nothing, nothing heinous, but I mean, they throw food at us, and they 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 try and steal our hats because our hats are tall. They have a plume, mm-hmm. and we couldn't. And we were in the coliseum. We can't. We could not lean up against the back wall because fans would reach down and try and steal our hats. And those hats were expensive. Those hats yeah. were over a hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Just no. Yeah, and for people that care about art and form. They should look at their marching style, mm-hmm. <laughs> their their own band's marching style, because they do a very lazy high step. Okay. Because a, a high step, your ideally your toes supposed to be pointing your knees, your shin is supposed to be parallel to the ground or perpendicular to the ground, and it's supposed to be very rigid. Mm-hmm. They would always kick out, mm. and we and we would always you know harp on ourselves that you don't kick out, don't be too far in, just straight. Mm-hmm. That's just lazy, and the UCLA band was usually a little bit nicer, but. They also do like a heel, they do a roll step, and they have these like shoulder capes, mm-hmm. and I don't care for that at all. Okay. And the Stanford band's a scatter band, <laughs> uh, which means they don't really have any marching form. They just run from place to place and play music. And half, and some of them aren't even wearing proper clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a number of them barefoot at a game <laughs> on the field. Wow. Sloppy. Um, <laughs> um, they also march of an electric violin, and that's just, that's just nonsense. Yeah, um, it's all in good. It? F- it's all in good fun, though. Yeah, that's um, one last question I want to ask you before we end this. If I feel like you asked over the course of this time like three questions, <laughs> I feel like I just I asked the off. leading questions yeah. to get my guests to give me as much information yeah, as possible. Yeah, no, I, I, and I, I gave that to you. So w- yeah. w- what's your what's your question? Um, if you if you had to pick, what was your favorite medley to perform? I know you probably have a lot of favorites. Yeah, I mean. The Disney show and the Who show that I mentioned were both very powerful because the Who show was mm-hmm. my first uh, halftime show, and the Disney show was like a longer show, and it was the most involved like story show that we mm-hmm. ever played. There's a lot that kind of like I think I'm trying to remember which which ones were them. I don't even remember what, what... Oh, I remember this one. So, the reason why I like this one probably the most is because of the context in which we were playing it. So we did a... Um, we did a Stevie Wonder show, mm-hmm. which musically is probably some of the best music that we played. It's just like... It's so... It's like... It's music you can get up and dance to. And... Um, like we start out with "Uptight," mm-hmm. which is probably one of the, it's probably one of the best like pop songs to be converted to a marching band cadence, because "Uptight" starts really hot, where it's just like ba 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 ba. It 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 really just it, you, it's so and it's so brass heavy in the the way we played it. It kind of just blows the crowd out of the water just to start. And you're playing a lot of we you know there was a dance number in it where we had some of the dance the dance team and some of our band members dancing with the team while we're playing isn't she lovely and we we're all in a heart and but when we played it at Stanford because we always alternate we played it at Stanford 
it was probably, I think it was my sophomore year. It was just, I think we were, we were not sure whether or not we were going to win that game, but we came back Mm -hmm. and won it. And we were just like, I think we were losing at halftime and we were just like, fuck it, let's go kill this show. Mm -hmm. And we went and killed it. That's awesome. Um, I got to, I got to be there when we won at UCLA for the first time in years at UCLA mm-hmm. in the Rose Bowl in like 110 degree heat, just gnarly, unforgivable. Yeah, so I think I think those away shows where we're, we got to play a show, which is which is either UCLA, USC, or Stanford, and we're just like none of these people like us, mm-hmm. but we're gonna show them that we're the better band. Yeah, and uh, and we usually would. Because it's the best damn band in the land. Hell yeah. This happened this past uh, Oscar mm-hmm. night. So February is when the Oscars happen. I was asked by a family friend to help out with a Oscar party. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Um, it, she said it was for uh, a foundation for like organ transplant. I'm like, okay, this this seems like an, an, a justifiable thing. I don't get asked to do a lot of benefit shows. Let's go have that experience. Mm-hmm. They wanted to have a comedian perform, and I was like, this seems a little dicey because it is Oscar night, and mm-hmm. most people just want to watch the Oscars and not do anything else. It's kind of like asking someone to perform stand up on the, during the Super Bowl. Right. No one cares. So. I am very clear with this woman, not my family friend, the woman who's running the show, okay. who is her friend. I asked her, I said, there are certain things that I need in order for a proper and fun stand-up show to work out. And I've learned that because, you, you know, I've heard so many horror stories about stand-up shows that go horribly, whether they're at colleges or at you know, benefit shows like these, they, they can go wrong in a lot of ways. And in, in stand-up, a lot of people don't realize, has a lot of very specific um, needs. Mm-hmm. So one of those needs is I need a captive audience. So I made sure she knew I needed a captive audience. I need a room that's sequestered from the Oscars. Yeah. So if you want, I mean, I, my hope was like, maybe there's guests who get there early and they're like, why don't you perform before the Oscars? And, you know, a little warm-up, get the crowd riled up. They're, they're all going to be dolled up. Let's have a nice show. That was, that's like best case scenario. Right. What happened <laughs> was I show up to the house early. And like, you know, I show up to I actually pick up the woman at her like hotel the, who's running the show. And she's like, yeah. you know, I gave her a ride up because we were we both needed to be there early. So I'm like, all right, I'm happy to do this. Mm-hmm. Happy to do it. I'm wearing a suit. Uh, you know, she's wearing like a, a ball gown, mm-hmm. and she's telling me about her organization. And we get there, and she kind of she puts me to work, like doing like busy work. Okay, so like I, around the house. Kind of. It's like you know, there's all these tables set up because people uh-huh. are gonna be eating and and drinking, and they want to have an auction, mm-hmm. like a silent auction kind of situation. And there's st- pieces, art, pieces of art, and all kinds of things all over the house that are gonna be auctioned off. And the, but she has me like stuffing envelopes and doing all kinds of like busy work stuff, stuff that's like yeah. not for comedy. And I'm like, 
All right, well, I'm here. I'll help out. I mean, she asked me to help. So. Yeah, you're a nice guy. You're not going to yeah, say and, no. And, and no one's really there yet, so mm-hmm. whatever. And then she has me start getting people registered, like when they, like when they check in. What? To show up for the party. Uh-huh. Like, they had, like, a guest list kind of thing. They wanted to make sure. She doesn't have an assistant that can help her with this? Clearly not. <laughs> and there were other people that were helping me with this. I wasn't the only one. Okay. This. But, I mean, I was one of maybe, like, three or four people. Right. And But, you know, all this is kind of happening at once. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, she, needs, she needed a team of people, and she clearly didn't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people... You know, just they endeavor on these kinds of things and they just don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But they do it anyway. They just kind of dive in headlong. And I guess that's how we learn our limits. But, she, you know, we're in full get ready for this party mode. Yeah. So I'm checking people in and at a certain point, the Oscars just kind of start. Yeah. I'm, that's how long I'm checking people in because oh people gosh. keep coming. This is LA. Everyone's Short fashionably like late. Hours, yeah. Yeah. And people are bouncing from Oscar party to Oscar party. And, <laughs> There, there was also an issue. There was a woman who, another woman, a third woman now, who is promoting the party. Mm-hmm. And she was under the impression that it was her party she, in the way that she was the one that was getting people there. Okay. And she apparently... It was I, not her house. Not her. Yeah. It was neither of those people's houses. What? You know, people do this in L.A. They, yeah, yeah. You know, if you live in... Because this is a lovely house in Bel Air. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's like one of those houses where you keep you keep going uphill, and you're like, "How much more hill can I go yeah. up?" <laughs> uh, it's one of those houses, and I've been I, I've been to a couple of those houses for doing stuff like this, mm-hmm. and I am uh, so so yeah. We're there now. We have the woman who's running the foundation and the woman who thinks she's running the party, mm-hmm. and they both think they're in charge. Yeah. So they're both giving me instructions about like who can come in and who. Who needs to pay? And you know, there's a bunch of people who, and I'm as I'm telling people about the auction because I was told to tell people about the auction. And a lot of people are like, I didn't even bring my wallet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is not going to go well. No, <laughs> oh my god. Because what happened was, the woman who was promoting the party runs a publicity, you know, public relations mm-hmm. kind of firm or whatever, and so she has a bunch of clients that she said, hey, if you come to this party, you can eat for free. Yeah. It's like, do me a solid mm-hmm. and people this party. Be a crowd. And so a bunch of people are just like, fuck yeah, free food. Yeah, um, unbeknownst to them that they're expected to bid on stuff. Yeah. That that was not told to these people. That's so shady. <laughs> yeah. So, and, but, this ha- but this stuff happens all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's too many cooks in the kitchen. And the and, the, and none of them have the full story of what how all this is supposed to go. Right, and obviously lack of communication between... Constantly. Yeah, but between the, the, the first lady and then the one that's the promoter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I'm telling people about the action, like, all right, cool, man, I'm, I'll pass. Or I'll take a... Some of them were polite. Let me take a look at the things and I'll come back. Uh-huh. None of them ever come back. Right. I mean, come on. So we... Um, a couple people said they would, but, like, it was definitely not enough. Mm-hmm. Not even kind of. And so now we have an auction that people don't really know or care about, and the Oscars are already happening. And there's a guy who was, hot, who was asked to be the auctioneer, mm-hmm. but he was not really... I think he kind of realized it was a losing battle, and he kind of was just, like, dodging... 
attention. Yeah. When he could, he would just like, let me just not be here. If if be here but not be here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the um the whole the whole party just becomes a sham and then you know, the Oscars are like more than halfway through and they've auctioned off maybe one thing. Like I've never seen an auction like so they they had they had art pieces and they also had these um I have no other way to say this as part, apart from they were genetically engineered, like, micro-mini dogs. Oh. They so make those now. Interesting. So these were being auctioned? Auctioned off. Okay. So it, I guess it was a sponsorship, you know, the this place that... I, there's no other way to say it other than they make dogs that are yeah. prote- <laughs> that will never grow bigger than mm-hmm. just, like, fitting in your two hands. Yeah. That They'll never get bigger than that. And so they auctioned off... The guy auctioned off the auctioneer auctioned off one of those dogs. What? They didn't so they, have the dogs there, right? Like they they had them. They were there. No, they were there. They weren't just like we're gonna give you this dog later. They're, they're no. Well, I mean, they're like they. I guess that makes they're, sense. They're holding the dog up yeah. for people to see. Otherwise, and the only guy who bought a dog bought was the guy who owned the house. <laughs> and he was like, "Let me be nice. Ten thousand dollars for the dog." Yeah. So they raised ten thousand bucks. Yeah. Okay. Sure, it's from the guy who's giving him the space. Yeah. And he's not really happy with all this. <laughs> but he's like, I got a daughter. I'm going to give her a cute dog because this is the world, that's the world he lives in. That's mm-hmm. the 1% of the 1% world he lives in. Uh, and then they tried auctioning off art pieces. Everyone's like, nah, we just want to watch the Oscars. Uh-huh. Nobody brought their wallets. So, you know, not a lot of sh- stuff got auctioned off. Mm-hmm. And then the lady who's running the foundation is going ape shit. I can swear, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, of course, okay, please. Cool. <laughs> Fuck shit, damn, yeah. Uh, got it. it. <laughs> so, so she's she's going, she's losing her mind because mm-hmm. no one's buying things, and she's like, "How can we fix this?" And she's like, she turns to me, and is like, "You go do it. <laughs> you were you were hired here to do stand up anyway. Well, not hired. She's not paying me, it's right?" Like, so oh, okay, so all this this was all this free. Is, I mean, benefit show, right? Favor benefit, for your benef- benefit family show friend. etiquette. Yeah. Oh, wow. And she put um, you to work. That is uh even skeezier. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, we're, I'm like, I've never, I've never auctioned anything off. So, (laughs) uh, and by then I had called my girlfriend, Uh you know, but um, my girlfriend who's also a comedian for your listeners, uh, she was like, I was texting her the whole time, just like, this is a nightmare. Yeah. This is a living nightmare. This is a fuck situation. And she's like. What can I do to help? Because uh-huh. that's who she is. Yeah, yeah. She's and I'm amazing. Like, and I'm like, do you want to come help me with this? And she's like, sure. I want to. I want to get dolled up for an Oscar party. Uh huh. Why not? And so she shows up, and she and we're strategizing like, t- get one of those dogs. Uh huh. Get one of those, you know, sci- science lab scientifically dogs. <laughs> Franken dogs. Yeah, a, gen- a GMO dog, <laughs> a GMD, a genetically modified dog. Yeah. So, I. Get the girl who represents the dog company, uh-huh. the you know one percent dog pound, whatever they are. <laughs> so one percent pound puppies. <laughs> yeah, I forget. I forget the name. It was something like Puffy Fluffy or some. some of course, it was something horrible. Yeah, I get her to bring up one of the dogs. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, we're gonna auction off another dog. And like, I made sure to do it during a commercial break. Uh-huh. Who I think Casey Affleck had just won Best Actor. I'm like, hey, that's weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like. <laughs> He looks homeless. Anyway, I'm like trying to work the crowd. I'm trying to do some comedy yeah. to like get people buttered up to maybe auction off and you know buy another dog. And I'm getting to I we I, I talk about the dog. I describe it. I'm getting nothing. They're just they're stonewalling me 
in this Bel Air home, and they're mad because there wasn't enough food for everybody. <laughs> there but wasn't enough free food to go around. There wasn't enough free food to go around. Mm-hmm. But when people don't get food and they're told there's food, yeah. they go crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, you, if I haven't had food and I'm supposed to have food, you know, low blood sugar, I get grumpy quick. Yeah. Same. So I, I feel for them, but I'm like, come on, let's let's get a dog. You know, yeah. how much do we want? Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars for this dog. The last one went off for ten thousand. That's a bargain. <laughs> and I'm I'm trying to work them uh-huh. like a bad show, like I'm hosting a bad show. And I, I you know, unfortunately, I have a little bit of experience with that, so I'm like, I'm trying to work them. And then eventually, there's a bunch of people like who are watching the Oscars in this den, and then right in the entryway, which is right there next to the the den. There's a bunch of people talking because mm-hmm. there, there's a party, and I, and I eventually get, it's too loud for them, you know, for them to be talking to me trying to auction stuff off. So I'm like, "Hey, people in the foyer, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> trying to auction off a goddamn dog." <laughs> And they shut up, which <laughs> is amazing. Wow. People, people are laughing because they're like, I, we, ain't, we ain't never going to see an Oscar party like this again. Uh-huh. <laughs> so now they're getting kind of a show. And then I'm like, let's come on. Who, who doesn't want a dog? And then everyone's kind of stonewalling me, and the Oscars are turned back on. And like, I was like, you people are evil. <laughs> I just said that to them. <laughs> yeah, what have you got you, to lose at that point? I, I don't know any of these people. Yeah. I know the lady who runs it, and I know the, you know, the family friend. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, no one, I told them they're evil, and then I, I, I walk away because they want to watch who wins, like, Best Picture or whatever, mm-hmm. and that was a pretty crazy moment, so they deserve to see that. And, and then I go to the lady who runs the party who's standing next to my family friend, and I'm like, I think I'm going to go. Uh-huh. I've done what I could. And the lady was like, yeah, you did. It's <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, like, I'm really sorry. And everything in me wanted to be like, I wanted to be like high and mighty and just be like, don't ever yeah. <laughs> seek out my services again. <laughs> but like, you can't talk like that to someone, especially mm-hmm. someone who's like, whose party has clearly failed. Yeah. But, um, well, some people might talk to people like that, <laughs> but they're also monsters. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I wish, I wish I had that ability, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, take the high road. Too much empathy. Yeah. And then I, I went to, you know, my girlfriend and I hightailed it out of there and we, you know, when we got burgers on Oscar night. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I, I know that, you know, I, I wasn't planning to talk about that. No, it's, it's just one of those weird things that For happens. For sure. Here oh, my God. Oh, my God.